الحمد للہ وقفا وسلام نفس جسٹ وانٹس یو ٹو ڈو سین 
and nafs just wants to complete its desire. It can be a halal desire also. It can be a haram desire also. So for example, if sometimes you have a craving for something really badly, really badly, you can know that that's your nafs. So sometimes people overeat a lot because they have a craving for something. So that's also their nafs. Because their nafs wants them to overeat and overeat. Eat the best meal. Eat a lot of the meal. So that's nafs. However, the nafs only wants to enjoy. But there's another important difference. That shaitan can only put a vasvasa in your mind. Shaitan can't hold your hand and make you do the sin. So shaitan can give you an idea. If you don't act on that idea, you're safe. Then shaitan will give you another vasvasa. If you're strong enough, you're safe. However, the nafs is inside you. It's a desire. To kill the desire is much more difficult. So just imagine, shaitan is putting an external vasvasa. So ignoring that is easier. But an internal desire coming from your own self is much more harder to control. So a young man may say that I feel shavat. All the time I'm feeling shavat. Hmm? I control it once, then I feel it again. Then I control it the second time, then I feel it again. And so much so that at the end of the day I give up and I stop lowering my gaze. Now that's nafs. That's nafs. That it is so strong inside you that it's very hard to control. And that's why the ulama and the mashayikh have written that nafs is actually a bigger enemy than shaitan. So shaitan can take you to kufr, but shaitan puts a vaswasa. Nafs actually makes you do the sin. And it's after you till you don't do it. It will be after you till you don't do it. So it comes about Sayyidina Muawiyah Anhu that once he was very tired at night so he slept and he missed the hajjud. He couldn't wake up for the hajjud. So he woke up for fajr and he made a lot of dua to Allah and he cried a lot. And the whole day he kept crying a lot because these are the awliya Allah. For them the hajjud was something priceless. So they couldn't even imagine one day without the hajjud. So he kept kept on crying the whole day, kept on making dua the whole day. The next day obviously he, Alhamdulillah, he got the hajjud. Then after many days, again he was, one day he was very tired. He was very tired, he was sleeping. So someone woke him up for the hajjud. So he asked that person that, are you an angel? So he said, no, I am shaitan. He's like, Allah Akbar, you're waking me up for the hajjud. So shaitan said that, yeah, that one night of, one day of the hajjud that you missed, you made so much dua to Allah Ta'ala, you cried so much, that you got rewards for a lot of the hajjud, so I would rather give you one reward, reward of the hajjud and make you miss the rest. Ajeev, Allah Akbar. So that's how tricky it is. Hmm? He's very smart. Ajeev. Then there's another difference between these two. That shaitan would want you to do any sin. Hmm? Any kind of sin. So if he will put waswas of one sin in your mind, you don't do that, he will put a waswas of another sin in your mind. You won't do that, he will trap you into a third thing. He will keep on playing with you, keep on going in circles. But nafs will want you to do one specific sin. Hmm? One specific sin. So if you're in a business, let's say, and you want to and the nafs tells you that you should bribe someone. You should bribe someone and get some advantage. So the first time you will control it, you will say, no, it's not good, I won't bribe someone. The next day or in the next transaction, he, the nafs will tell you again, no, you can do this. You can do it. The next day again, you control it. But nafs will keep on pushing on the same sin till you do it. Till you do it. Allah Akbar. 
So nafs has a lot of istiqamat. It won't give up that easily also. Now what's the cure? The cure for shaitan is zikr and wukuf kalbi. So zikr and wukuf kalbi is that if you stay in a state of zikr all the time, so even if shaitan keeps putting waspasa in your mind, your heart, your qalb will be so strong with the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you can keep saying no to shaitan. That no, I don't want to do this. Because your qalb will act as a guard. Hmm? So you have a guard right here. That any external forces which are negative, the qalb can overcome those forces. So that that sounds easier. Hmm? That's why we come here and in such places and learn the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can guard ourselves from the wasafis of shaitan. However, to cure the nafs is more difficult. You have to resist it because it's inside yourself. And the mushayik have written that there is one cure of the nafs and that is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot. And the Allah says in the Quran, وَمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَعَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى That those people who fear to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَنَعَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى They can say no to their nafs. So who are these people? These are the people who fear meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, that they fear the outcome on the day of judgment. And the mashayikh say that you should fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much, so for example, if you cannot lower your gaze, you end this sin of not lowering your gaze, and to look at members of the opposite, opposite uh, sex, you cannot control it, then you should imagine the azab of that on the day of judgment. So you should imagine that Allah ta'ala or the angels will be putting hot rods in your eyes, for example. And that azab will make sure that you stop doing that sin. So sometimes you have to put your heart, you have to overcome your heart with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to leave some sins which are caused by the nafs. Because there are such strong desires, it's very difficult to let go of them. And the only way you can let go of them is to imagine the extreme amount of fear that Allah ta'ala has put in the Quran or in a hadith about the day of judgment, about Yawm al-Qiyamah, about azab al-Kabr. So that's one of the ways you can stay away from sin. Then it comes that on the day of judgment, a person will be presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him that you did sin, this sin. And that person will say, Allah ta'ala, I did it, yes I did it. But shaitan put a thought of that sin in my mind. And on that day, shaitan will also answer. He will say, I only put a thought. I didn't make you do it. I just gave you an idea. But you were the one to complete that idea. See, he's so smart, huh? Tricking you again. Even on the Yawm Al-Qiyam in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many guts. Hmm? So bold. So So nafs and shaitan have their own ways of playing. But obviously, inshallah, if you have the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are in the company of awliya Allah and mashayikh, then they will teach you how to stay away from such things. So the next thing that we will do is number 17. So 15 and 16 were to know your enemies, which is shaitan and nafs. Number 17 is to have humility, hmm? humbleness, what they call ajizi, hmm? ajizi in oneself. So the mashayikh say that, the mashayikh have written, that if you compare yourself or we compare ourselves to a dog, hmm? then even a dog is better than us. Allahu Akbar, ajib. 
Now why? So they've given some points for this. They're saying that number one, the dog eats less. So the dog is given a few pieces of bread by his master. Those pieces of bread might be very cold, might be even rotten. And the master just throws them on the floor. That this is all you get to eat. Sometimes the dog does not even eat anything. If the master doesn't give him any food, he won't even ask for it. But still, he guards the house or he guards the master the whole night. He's up the whole night guarding the master and his property. Allah Akbar. That's how a dog is. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so much, such amazing food, so many varieties of food, different food at iftar, different food at dinner, and different desserts. Hmm? Unlimited amount of dishes. Hmm? Ajeeb. Different cuisines, different styles, different tastes. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. And we have all of that. And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, we have most of it every day. Hmm? So there's no way that there might be some days that have passed that you didn't get food maybe. Hmm? Most of us, Alhamdulillah, are so blessed that we actually get the food that we want. Hmm? We just have to tell at home that today we feel like eating this. Hmm? And today we feel like eating that. And we get that. And we eat that and we eat that and we eat so much and we keep on sleeping at tahajjud and some of us we even keep on sleeping through fajr. Allah Akbar Kabira. So who is better? Hmm? The answer is very clear. Number two, that the master even beats the dog sometimes. Hmm? And what does the dog do? The dog doesn't leave the master. Hmm? He can slap him, he can kick him, he can throw shoes at him. The dog comes right back at the, at the feet of the master. Allah Akbar Kabira. So sincere, hmm? so loyal, hmm? has so much love for the master. No matter what the master does, the dog comes straight back at the feet. Ajeeb. And for us, Allah Akbar, even if a short, even if a small shortcoming comes, hmm, we stop coming to the masjid. Stop coming to the masjid, stop praying in jamaat. If you ask someone what happened, they'll say that, oh, the business is not going well nowadays, so I'll come back when there is, when the business goes well. I'm very worried nowadays. Ajeeb, Allah Akbar Kabira, that Allah, who's blessed you with so much before, will also bless you inshallah in the future. Only if there's a small period of time which is which is not as good as before, you're giving up the house of Allah for that? Hmm? You're giving up Baitullah for that? Allah Akbar Kabira? You're giving up the masjid for that which is a part of Jannah? Ajeeb. But the dog will come back right to its master no matter how the master treats it. Ajeeb. Number three. That the dog will stay up throughout the night, hmm, guard the master, and it does not even have a bed to sleep. So sometimes the dog may be sleeping outside in the winter on a cold floor. It doesn't complain. Hmm? If it's very hot, he might be sleeping during the day in the hot sun. He doesn't complain. Hmm? He just finds a spot and he goes to sleep. And whenever the master wants to wake him up, he just calls his name, he wakes up. Hmm? No matter how sleepy he is, no matter how many night, how many hours in the night he was up, no matter if he was given food or not, he still goes back to his master. But Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us such comfortable beds. Even over here, Alhamdulillah, Zakallah khair to the Stanger community and to the Khidmat Jamaat. We have such amazing and comfortable beds to sleep on. Hmm? So we should be actually do shukr of this nimat rather than using that same comfort to disobey Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. 
and not to stay up or not to wake up for tahajjud or for fajr. And this applies more when you go back home after itikaf. Hmm? Over here it's easier because everyone's getting up. Hmm? No one will even make you uh, stay asleep. Hmm? You will get up from the noise, but it's difficult at home. Hmm? So for example, if it's winters and you're cozy tucked into your bed and you can hear the azan of fajr, and if shaitan tells you that you can stay asleep, you've been praying fajr for so many days, it's okay if you can miss one day, or if your nafs tells you that you're so, it's, it's winter outside, it's cold outside, and this is more comfortable for you, you should tell your nafs that I'm worse than a dog right now. Hmm? A dog will get up. The dog is not even given any clothes, and you're wrapped up in your sweaters and in your bed sheets and comforters, and the heater's also on. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So that's why the mashayikh say, that we are actually worse than dogs. And if we actually imagine this way, then it will give us humbleness and humility towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then there's a story of a schoolmaster. That the schoolmaster had a dog. And the schoolmaster used to take a train every day to travel to a different part of town to teach. So every day in the morning he would take the train, go to his school and teach. And his dog would accompany him to the train station. And on the way back in the afternoon, he would come back and the dog would be waiting on the train station. Ajeeb. Hmm? Istiqbal. Hmm? Welcoming the schoolmaster. So he kept doing this for many years. One day the train had an accident and the schoolmaster passed away. Allahu Akbar Kabira. The dog still again went to pick up the schoolmaster at the train station. He didn't find him. It comes that the dog kept going every single day to the train station for nine years. Ajeeb. So loyal a servant. Hmm? Servant ho to aisa. Hmm? If there has to be a servant, then he should be like that. Allah Akbar Kabira. Kept on going for nine years, couldn't find a schoolmaster. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, You make dua to me and I will give you. That you don't even have to wait for nine years. You can get an instant. We still don't make dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Akbar Kabira. What an amazing servant a dog is. And that's why one of the mashayikh, he's written a poetry, a whole poetry about the dog, which I will translate for you. So he writes, that you awake, so he's telling himself, that you awake for tahajjud, but for a very short time, and feel that people should deem you a wali, whereas the dogs stay awake the whole night at the door of their master and don't expect anything. And then in the morning after tahajjud, you sleep on a bed, but the dog can sleep anywhere, even under the shade of a tree. And if you have a small disturbance in your sustenance, you complain to your Lord. The dog takes whatever he gets from his master, and he is content with that, so he is better than you. O person, if you want to make your Lord happy, awake for tahajjud, because the dogs are awake for their master, you should not be less than the dog, Arise and sit at the door of your Lord. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this is how the how the Mashaik used to view themselves. Hmm? This is the the intention. Hmm? This was their ajzi and humility. This is why they were up the whole night for tahajjud, praying to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, doing shukr for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for all the nemats. Hmm? This is why they couldn't even miss one tahajjud. Hmm? Couldn't even miss one tahajjud because they knew their state. They knew that they were not true servants and they wanted to be true servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was number 17, to have humility. 
have humility within yourself. And this is an old saying of the Mashai that the more the tree grows, the more fruits and leaves it has, the more it bows down. Hmm? So that's what it happens. That the more pious a person becomes, the more humble and the more humility he has. And if a person thinks that he's doing a lot of ibadah, he has a lot of riya and ujub and takabur in himself, then that's not good. That's a sign that you're not doing good. Hmm? That's not a sign of a true moment, a true believer. Next we will do two more things, 18 and 19 together. So 18 is to focus on one's own faults and 19 is to focus on other people's good characteristics. So normally what we do, we do opposite. We look at someone's faults and we zoom into it. We have an amazing lens. We use our binoculars and we zoom into the faults of the others. That this person did this and now he's doing this and this is what he did. And we don't even forget that. Hmm? We remember that for years and years. And even if someone comes and tells us, that you know that person, he's such a pious person, you'll tell that person, no, one day I saw him doing this. Hmm? One day I saw, I heard him saying this. Allah Akbar. You won't even forget it. This is what we do. And when it comes to us, we just look at our good deeds. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira, That we're doing so much ibadat, that we sit in itikaf. Hmm? And even if we fall into sin, it's okay. We did so much tawbah to Allah Ta'ala and now it's okay if we do this. Hmm? It should be the opposite. It should be the opposite. The Mashayikh used to look at their own faults. Look at their own faults and they used to disregard the faults of others. Disregard the fault of others. And that's what made them so successful in the path of tazkiyah. Hmm? That's what we explained yesterday. That you should make dua for deed qusur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open up your sins for you so you can you can do istighfar on those sins. If you keep thinking that I am very, very pious, I sit in itikaf, I am doing tilawat every day, I am doing istighfar every day, hmm? there is no way you will travel ahead on this path of tazkiyah and spirituality because you will have ujub and takabur in yourself. Hmm? The only way to, to remove this ujub and takabur is one, to have humility and think that you are nothing. And the second is to put yourself in the company of Mashayik and Oliya because when you look at their taqwa, you will know that you are nothing. There is a famous saying of Hazrat Umar Anhu that he used to say that if I get to know that the entire mankind will go to Jannah and there is only one person who will go to Jahannam that I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that one person may be me. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Imagine the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he had in his heart. Imagine his ajzi and his humbleness, his humility. Hmm? He didn't used to think, I am the Amir al-Mu'mineen. Hmm? I conquered so many places. Hmm? I deserve a place in Jannah. That's what he used to think. That's what you get when you actually get taqwa. Hmm? That you actually get the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you're fearful from every single thing. You're even fearful of what you're thinking and what your, high, what your, what your heart is feeling. You're even fearful of your feelings that... If my heart feels even a slightest of ujub, Allah Ta'ala may, may take me into, the, uh, Allah Ta'ala may catch me for that. There is a big sheikh, Sheikh Shahabuddin Surawardi Ramatullah, and one of his students asked him about the sawwuf. That sheikh, can you tell me about the sawwuf? So he just said these few lines. He, 
he told him about the sabab in two words. So the student wrote this poetry that my Sheikh Shahabuddin told me at the side of the river only two words that they are all of the sabab. One is this that you should not find faults in others and the other is that you should not look to your good deeds. Allah Kabira. And that he said is all of the sabab. If you can do amal on these two then your paths to spirituality you can you can tread on this path successfully. Allah and our mashayikh even teach us that if you look at people, for example, even if you get to know that some person is doing some kind of sin, so you should not hate the sinner, you should hate the sin. So for example, you know that one person, he gives bribes. You should not hate that person. You should hate that sin of giving bribe. If you get to know that fala fala person, there's some person who, na'uzubillah, was indulged in the sin of zina, you should not hate that person. You should hate that sin. And our mashayikh say that the sinners can be better than you because the day they do tawbah, they can become better mu'minin than you. So you should never think that that person is a big sinner. He does sin openly. He does not come to the masjid. He does not keep fast in Ramadan. I am better than him. You should never think that way. Why? Because there may be a point in his life that he will do tawbah. And if he does tawbah, he can become a better Muslim than you. And our mashayikh go to such an extent to say that you should even think that the non-Muslims are better than you. Why? Because right now they have kufr in their lives. The day Allah Ta'ala gives them hidayat and they say the kalama, they can become better mu'minin than you. Allah Akbar Kabir. So much ajzi that our mashayikh teaches. Ajzi? There is no way in this path that you can think that you are better than the others. They teach us that you are not better than the sinners. You are not even better than the non-Muslims. Allah Akbar Kabir. Because sometimes when we're living in, in countries or in places with a lot of non-Muslims, we tend to have this feeling hmm, that we're going to masjid, we're praying, we're fasting, we have belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so we're better than these people. And they have nothing to do in their lives. They don't pray, they don't call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't even have iman, they don't even believe in Nabi alayhi salam. Hmm? We, this feeling can creep into our hearts. But no, 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 no. Our Messiah teaches that you should not feel this way. Hmm? You should not feel this way. You, they can become better mu'minin than you. Because Allah Ta'ala also says in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala can change the bad deeds into good deeds. So imagine a sinner has mountains of sins and very few good deeds and one day Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala all of a sudden accepts him all of his mountains of sins can in turn into good deeds and his good deeds will outweigh your good deeds. Hmm? That can happen. Then there's a, there's a story of Bani Israel that there were two people. Hmm? One of them was very pious and he used to do a lot of ibadat of Allah SWT. He used to do long ibadat, hmm? long namaz, long long ibadat, long sajdas to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is another person. He was very sinful. Hmm? He used to do sin outwardly. Hmm? And he was never, he never used to do istighfar on his sin also. So much so that the people were also very, uh, very distant from him. So one day, this pious person, he looked at that person and he was obviously feeling ujup in his heart and he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, do not put me with this person in Akhirah. Hmm? 
do not raise me with this person in Akhirah. So much takabbar he had that he made dua to Allah Ta'ala. Do not raise me with this person in Akhirah. Hmm. So anyways, both of them passed away. What happened was that the pious person was sent to Jahannam and the sinner was sent to Jannah. And on knowing, on asking what happened, so then the story comes that actually that sinner, Allah Ta'ala gave him the tawfiq to do true tawbah and he did such an amazing true tawbah, Allah Ta'ala forgave all of his sins and put him in Jannah. And that pious person, Allah Ta'ala accepted his dua, Allah Ta'ala do not raise me with this person, and because that person was put into Jannah, Allah Ta'ala told that person, because of your dua, I accepted your dua, and I will not put you in Jannah, I will put you in Jahannam. Allah Akbar Kabeer. That's what Ujub Takabur does to a person. Hmm? You should never think that you're better than someone. Never, ever, ever you should think that you're better than someone. If you ever get the slightest of feeling that you're better than someone, you should make tawbah. You should make true tawbah to Allah Ta'ala. Ta'ala. I know I'm unworthy. You should remember your sins. That once upon a time you should do so many sins. And Allah Ta'ala has put you in the company of the awliya now. And we should make dua to Allah Ta'ala right now. Allah Ta'ala we've come in the, in the company of mashayik in awliya. And we've come in the company of people who are more pious than us. And we don't even deserve to be here. Hmm? But Allah Ta'ala, because you brought us over here, then also forgive us from all of our sins. Hmm? You should make dua, Allah Ta'ala, you know all of our sins. Hmm? You're the only one you, who knows all of our sins. You're as-sattar. Hmm? You've hidden all of our sins from all the people today. Do the sattari in, in the Yawm Al-Qiyamah also and hide our sins on the Day of Judgment also. Hmm? That's how you should look at yourself. Hmm? So may Allah SWT grant us all of these sifat. Before dua, we will just make a short silent zikr muraqaba. I'm uh, to disturb the program. We've just received news that we might have an interruption in the electric- electricity supply, load shedding from 5 to 6 p.m. So in the event of load shedding, if there is an interruption in the electricity supply, for those who are in Sunnah and Itikaf, uh, supper will be served once electricity returns. Make a short silent zikr. So close your eyes and bow your head. And imagine that the hidayah and nur of Allah is coming in your heart. And your heart is saying, Allah, Allah, Allah.
Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we want to feel like Him, Ya Allah. Grant us the same feelings, Ya Allah. We want to have the same sabr, Ya Allah. We want to have the same shukr, Ya Allah. We want to have the same tawakkul, Ya Allah. We want to have the same love for Allah, like He did, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us all of His feelings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we've come from so far away. We only come to get you, Ya Allah. There is no worldly desire over here, Ya Allah. There is no worldly intention, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want your qurb, Ya Allah. We want your marfat, Ya Allah. We want your ma'iyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, give your love to all of us. Give your maghfira to all of us. Give your rahmat to all of us. This is the month of giving. This is the month of forgiving. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, forgive all of our sins. All of our saghira kabira sins. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we've come up with so many sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, our good deeds are nothing. They're not even equal to drops of water. And our sins are equal to seas, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you actually do adal on the day of judgment, then there's no way our good deeds will be more than our bad deeds. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, but we have husn zan that your rahmat will outweigh. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, that your rahmat will be more on the day of judgment and you will forgive our sins. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, you sent us in this world that we were pure. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, before you take us from this world, make us pure also, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua that you be razi with us, Ya Allah. Ya Hanan be razi with us. Ya Manan be razi with us. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, if we come to this itikaf, we spend so much time in ibadah, we, so, we spend so much time in, with your awliya mashayikh, and we still do not get your raza. Then Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, when can we get your raza, Ya Allah? Ya Rabbi Kareem, shower your blessings on us. Shower your blessings on this community. Shower your blessings on this local community who've done so much for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, they remind us of the ansar. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant them the jaza of ansar also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, wherever the Muslimin are in stress, are in distress, Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant them your rahmah, Ya Allah. Grant them your mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, give all of us your connection, your qurb, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we want to leave this ghaflat, we want to leave all of the sins, we want to have halawat in our iman, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant all of us halawat of iman. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant all of us the sweetness of iman. We want to feel the sweetness of sajda. We want to feel the sweetness of ruku. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we've been praying for so many years. We've been praying physically, but our spiritual heart has been dead. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we've come to revive our spiritual heart. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, please revive our spiritual heart. We want to make our spiritual heart remember you. We want to stay away from nafs and shaitan. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, both of them are big enemies. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, protect us from them. Ya Allah, if only you want, if you will, you can protect us from them. We are very weak, Ya Allah. We can't protect ourselves from them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, protect us from the shar of nafs and shaitan. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us nafsul mutma'inna. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, make our qalb qalbun salim. Grant us a sound heart, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, all the duas that we request.